812 on this Wednesday morning, 6th of September, 2023. Neil Atkins is staring at me, and I don't know why. I was throwing that thing at uh, Tom Roebuck over there. (laughs) Like Sears and Roebuck, you know how it is? That's right. Even though they don't exist anymore. No, they don't. No. And here, we'll pull the microphone down for you. Yeah, nice and close, yep. Oh, I gotta get my head. Yeah, your headphones might work, Neil. Might be a good idea. I'll be doing this for how many years? <laughs> Clouds outside. The rain has moved on through on this Wednesday, leaving us with just dreary skies. North wind at 13, gust to 21, 59 airports, 61 right now. Superior downtown Duluth at 63. Might still see some rain showers, otherwise, mainly clouds. And these cooler temperatures will be the order of the next few days, which I don't think anyone's going to complain about those September heat waves. Uh, they, they happen every once in a while, and they're nice to have. Hot weather once in a while is not the worst thing in the world, but, Neil, it's nice to have some cooler weather here. Well, Bruce, it is. It's yeah. uh, I, I, I know some people that just love the hot weather. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, have, uh, I met a guy, came to town. He was an economist for one of these... Uh, investment groups out there and he's from austin texas now my son lives down in austin and the guy said oh i love the i said it's a hundred some degrees on there what do you think of it he goes i I just love it (laughs) and the guy was as skinny as a rail had a big handlebar mustache about six foot four and i said well all right go for it but some people they like that hot humid stuff others you know i i have friends and uh clients that live down in the phoenix area and when it gets 109 degrees, and they always say, it's a dry heat. Yeah. And yeah. I always go, well, you know, when I have the oven turned up, I open up, I put my head in the oven, <laughs> that's a dry heat, too. So, yeah. It, it does make a difference. Yeah. It does. No, it, it certainly does. But but it's still hot. Well, let's not kid ourselves. I, I, Kevin Pates used to cover Bulldog hockey for the News Tribune many, many years. And he now lives in Sun City, Arizona. And he will update on his Facebook all the time. He's talked about how... They go out and play pickleball at 5 in the morning in the summer because it's, you know, 90 or whatever it is as opposed to 120. So they get out in the morning, get their exercise, and then go sit in the air-conditioned homes all day. They're not not messing around with this. Now, do you ever ever watch some of the old westerns? And I I just happened there's on on the free TV, other than cable and all that jazz. You got 20-some channels. There's a channel called Grit. Yep. And it's all the old westerns, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, I have a, you know, in, in one of the, in, in the bedroom area, I have regular old free TV. And then in the main area, we have the direct TV. But So I, I was flipping channels, and here's Grit. And here's these guys, the cavalry. They're out there in these uniforms with gloves on, and, and it's, it's almost desert-like conditions, and they're riding their horses. And you, you know it's 100 degrees. Now, did they really do that then, or were they at 5 o'clock in the morning going oh, out there? Totally, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think even uh, uh, the Native Americans that live in the area, they were probably, they figured out you don't go riding around in wool uniforms in 100-degree weather. Yeah. You know? So anyway, I watch those old shows, and I think about uh, the, the characters and how the glamour, the glamour that they try to project in then, and actually how hot and dry it was and how sparse water was. I always think about the horses running. They're galloping away. Where do they take the break and uh, water the horses and themselves? That little canteen's not going to be enough for your steed and yourself. Right. So 
So, but you, you got a guest you should I probably do. introduce. I think so. <laughs> she's only been here for like an, an hour now. Well, so. she's got a chance to know what the station looks like. Yeah. It was In fun to watch the, all the people talking, and a lot of people have deep voices. <laughs> well, they try to project. That's the I thing. Know. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. They try to project. We have Ginka Tarnowski with us, and greetings, Ginka. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Ginka is running for Duluth City Council in the 5th District, which is West Duluth. And uh, and so she's the first time, this is the first time you run, isn't it? Yes, this is the first time I'm running. Speaking of the heat, over the weekend I tried to turn off without dark time. When it was like 96, but it felt like it It was It was hot. I know it was hot. Had those uh, episodes too, and you're out there knocking on doors, and you, you got to get out there. But the oh, yeah. problem is, is you've got to be hydrating constantly, especially just like it's almost like running a marathon. Yeah, I have extra like these packets to make sure that you are continuously hydrating, and then just a bunch of water bottles. I carry this like big cart that I roll along with, and uh, my fiance is cart boy, and I'm campaign girl. <laughs> New superheroes of West Duluth. <laughs> so you have your entourage out there with you. Your, yeah. Your fiance is helping you out. And yep. Bruce, you're busy over there. Did you get in the snap? No, I, my headphones are acting up, and I thought I was going over the air that way. And I'm like, what, are everybody all right? I think we're good. All right. I hope we're good. Well, I, I don't hear any. I, actually, my headphones actually work right now. They, what? Uh, nice. Plug in the jack where these things plug in. This side wasn't working. This <laughs> was. So I had to steal yours for a period of time. So. So now you're out knocking on doors. Now have you run into any uh, dogs nipping at your heels or anything like that? Or I have so many dogs attacking me with kisses. They were all I, and and like everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry about my dog, and I'm like, I'm so used to it now because <laughs> I started door knocking, I think, in well for a very long time, and so I'm just so used to it, and we'll just get down with the puppies and get distracted oh. with the puppies and then forget what I'm doing. Well, the you know the they're all it, it's interesting. The um, most ninety nine percent of the dogs you come upon when you're knocking on doors. I've done this a lot too. Are, are wanting to lick you and sniff you and be friendly. Yep. There's a couple every once in a while that are not friendly little dogs. Yeah, I'm I been attacked by dogs before, so there's always that worry. But for the most part, the dogs just want to get pet. I had a, so. a buddy of mine and I when I I was uh, an at-large city councilor, and so I was out campaigning in your district, and we were out by the by the zoo uh, up above Grand Avenue, which is the North, called the Norton Park area. Yep. And this friend of mine, he was afraid of dogs, and he's help. He's on one side of the street, we're door knocking, and I'm on the other side of the street. And I looked over, and all of a sudden, I saw him walk into the middle of the street and go around this house, and here in the middle of the yard was a statue of a dog. He thought it was a dog, but it was actually a statue, okay? So anyway, it's so he didn't get bit that time, but uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. So, oh, poor buddy. Yeah, it's uh, you never know what you're going to run into. Yeah. So tell me now, what why did you decide that you're going to run for the council? What made you decide to spend your 20 bucks and sign up and get going? Um, I have been kind of disappointed with how representation has been um, been shown in the city of Duluth, and I really want to be a full-time counselor where if you have 
any issues, you can contact me, and it will be a speedy response. Um, there are a lot of people who are just upset, and instead of complaining and not doing anything, I'm just like, let me just be a part of this and do a good job of it. So you put your best foot forward. Yeah. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. 20 bucks. There you go, 20 <laughs> bucks, and that's it. <laughs> so that, what, are you, what are you hearing out on the street? What, do you th- what are people telling you are their biggest concerns? Well, roads, which is infrastructure, and we need to focus on what's underneath the roads as well. We have 100-year-old pipes. Um, I'm hearing a lot of sewer issues, um, just streets and general sidewalks. Uh, I'm also hearing a lot about property taxes. Uh, specifically, there are people who are retired who their property taxes are going up, and they are on a fixed income, and they're talking to me about how if the property taxes continue to go up, how are they going to afford where they live, the house that they raise their children in. You know, I know sometimes the, the city used to have a city assessor, and then they turned it over to the county. So the county does all the assessments now. And uh, I remember one time uh, I had somebody complaining about their property taxes. And uh, somebody from the city came to talk to them, and they said, well, you know, if, if you if you want to live there, you got to pay. And that was the attitude. And I hopefully that's not the attitude at City Hall anymore because, you know, I always have seen the property tax as the most uh, more unfair tax, especially for people on fixed incomes because yeah. they've maybe been in their home all their life for for forty years or whatever, and that's where they want to stay until they go on to the next beyond. Yep. And because uh, the city does have, uh, when when you look at where the property taxes are, we have sales taxes, whether it's across the board sales taxes or or uh, tourism taxes, more money comes in off of that net to the city than does the property tax. Because the property tax is split, what, three, four ways? The city, the county, the school district, and there's a couple other little deals. Too, yeah. So. It, it makes, I think, 27% of the budget. Yeah. So. Um, you know your budget. That's good. I, I like to read for fun. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I one day was at a, a coffee shop in Someone's like, oh, you're you're reading for city council. I'm like, no, I just need to take a break from reading all this educational stuff and read something mind-numbing for just a chapter. And they're like, you read for fun. And I'm like, yep, that's that's me. That's all right. That's it's fun. Well, now tell us a little about yourself. You grew up in Duluth. Yeah, so do you want the full long story or the very short story? Well, Bruce, how much time do we have here? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break, and then you can tell us the full story, because okay. we need to hear the full story. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah, that Eight, sounds perfect. 823 at KDAL. KDAL. 8.26 our time. Wednesday morning edition of the morning show. And now back to Neil Atkins. Back again. Here we are with... Dinka Tarnowski, running for the Duluth City Council out in the 5th District, West Duluth, Gary, Morgan Park, Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac New Duluth, Norton Park, Riverside. Yeah, there's a lot of places. A lot of little, little bergs out yeah. there. So. so tell us about yourself. Now, you grew up here in town. Yeah, so technically I'm born from a, in a different country, uh, Bulgaria, but then I was adopted by two people that live in Duluth, uh, Kim Newman and Carl Tarnowski. And then since four and a half, I've just lived in Duluth. Um, so, yeah, my grandfather owned Newman's Pharmacy um, in the 4th District on 3rd and, I think, 27th. Okay. 
Um, and so just like being raised there, helping him out in the pharmacy and helping him clean up apartments because he owned apartments up top and sure. rented it out to people. Um, and just doing stuff like that and having my time in West Duluth and growing up there. Yeah, that we used to go in there and pick up. I always used to go and buy uh, birthday cards and stuff like that at the pharmacy there. I, I lived out on 38th Avenue West. And, okay. And then Harrison Community Center is where I, I voted, so I knew the neighborhood quite well. So It was a good neighborhood. I mean, it, it's still a good neighborhood. Sorry. Sure. So now you went to Danfeld then? Yeah. I So I was a part of the whole Central Danfeld, Central Closing, then I went to Danfeld. Um, so first two years I went to Central High School, then at close, and then went my last two years Stenfield High School. So yeah, I it was a fun transition. Sure. Um, most of the kids were pretty chill with the transition. Uh, I had found that more of the adults struggled with the change, which change can be hard, but change is necessary. Well, it did, and they that's how they shut down the you know, part of the district, the school district, with the schools and consolidated and so on. I was just Reading it, they have these bygone in, in bygone years. I believe the Duluth school system has maybe close to 8,000 students in the system. And back in the, uh, oh, I don't know if it was 100 years ago or what, but there were 20,000 students in the Duluth public schools. So That's quite a, a big decrease. Yeah, and there was high school, for instance, you, you, had, you had Denfeld, Morgan Park, East High School, and Central. And of course, Morgan Park was the first one that shut down, and then and then Central. But um, so you grew up in the in the in the neighborhood, so to speak. Yeah. And now now what do you do? Uh, now you've you've got a job. Where are you working? Uh, I work at Northwood Children's Home uh, on College Street. It's a great job. Um, if you hear me make old man sounds, it's because I fell yesterday, oh. and so my back just hurts. So if you hear like a little grunt, that's me just adjusting my back. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, do some lower back exercises. There you go. Mm-hmm. So now, how long have you been working at Northland? Uh, a year and six months, okay. I think. So you're working with the kids? Yep. It's a fun time. I, I think it's getting me ready for politics. Well, you certainly find, you know, all the different needs that the kids have there. I briefly worked there when I was going to UMD and um, and got to know some of the conditions that some of the kids had. They had quite a few kids that had autism that uh, were there and uh, certainly other other issues. So yeah. my hat's out for you dealing deal with those little kids. Yeah, I mean, they're wonderful little humans, and they're dealing with a lot of stuff, and I'm just there to make sure that when they're unsafe, they're in a safe environment. Sure. So let's talk some more. Uh, we're not going to go another break just yet, are we there? Bruce? you got a couple minutes. Okay. So let's talk politics. Then. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so you're here. You talked a little bit about, uh, you know, people always complain about their taxes, mm-hmm. and the streets seems to like uh, – some people think it's the worst we've seen the streets in a long, long time, and that's certainly a big issue. Uh, other things dealing with, uh, let's say, business and economic development and that sort of thing, creating jobs? Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. Um, I am trying to get in touch with a bunch of other business people because my I'm really good. My bread and butter is behavior. Uh, and so but just making sure to meet with people and starting that relationship and building that relationship. Um, I had a great conversation with Mike Latica about how 
I like to say that I'm not the smartest person in the room. The only time that I am is when I'm by myself. And he knows more about business than I do. So why can't I make a coalition and make sure that when changing policies, I can make sure that it's business focused, making sure that if it's not even a business, but making uh, and wanting to like have housing and stuff like that, making that process a lot easier and then have that growth that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Any other items that you're seeing out there people are talking about? Needles, Needles. drug use. Um, I see, I I mean, I've knocked on so many doors that one of the main big issues, especially if you live near a park or near campsites, uh, they see needles. They have people who are dealing with drug abuse going into, like, their backyards, making really loud noises, burning plastic off of copper to sell for more drugs, and that's kind of a really big issue that I don't think is being addressed fully because when it comes with needles, there there are people who are going to share needles. There's an HIV uptick, um, and so we just need to focus on preventing more people getting diagnosed with STIs and also making sure that people are getting the help that they need um, or getting a the people who are becoming more violent, people who have mental health and needle problems or drug problems, the help that they need. Have you had a chance to talk with the police at all on what's going on in the community? Yeah, so I did a ride along once um, with the police, um, and that was pretty fun, just getting to know how the police kind of go to situation to situation. Um, right now, the police are understaffed, and so they can't do their job fully just because right. of not having enough people on the force. Um, and that's kind of heartbreaking because I think we need to have police officers walking a beat, getting to know neighborhoods, uh, because when people feel more comfortable with police, they're more willing to go to police about issues. Well, some people, have, uh, a couple of people brought that up. It's interesting that you do as far as walking the beat because that hasn't happened for some time in Duluth. There used to be an officer that walked the beat in the downtown area, and he's long retired. He's walked uh, Superior, 1st Street and then Superior Street. But, of course, 1st Street, there had been all kinds of problems on 1st Street, which uh, there still seem to be, and certainly in certain parts of your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. I live right next to a trap house, which is a house where people do drugs, um, and my bike was stolen yeah. uh, from that house, but that's here nor there. It's everywhere. That's that, and nobody seems to have a solution and an answer for it. I know we've had the mayor on here before. We're going to have her on this Friday, and we'll be talking talking about these issues too. And uh, everybody's brought it up, and you know we're located in the downtown area, and we've seen stuff going on down here. I used to office downtown, and uh, it's been you know some people are. Safety issues are a big issue out there with people. Yeah, I I would like to see more assistance in the West Duluth uh, District 5 just because we live, there's so much woods and outdoor activities um, and people are afraid to take their children outside because they don't want the children to step on needles. So it's a really big issue and I'm kind of frustrated that it's mainly just focused on the downtown area. Yep where more tourists go instead of the West Duluth area. I think you're bringing up a real good point there. Bruce says we've got to go and do something here, so we'll take a little uh, pause, and we'll be back shortly. 
8.43 the time on KDAL, and no, Bruce didn't just disappear. He's in uh, He's in the newsroom. That is, uh, in fact, I could probably hit a button. We could listen to him, but he's interviewing this somebody important, I'm sure. I thought I was important. Well, you are. Uh, you are important. That, that's, <laughs> but that's Ginka, why, thanks for That's why they brought me yeah. in. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And now I feel better. Yeah. Uh, so, Neil Atkins, uh, once again, take it away. And you do have a caller when you want to take it. Dan from Renshaw is okay, on hold. Okay. Well, we've got Kinka Tarnowski with us, running for the City Council 5th District. Why don't we take Dan on? Okay. Dan, you're on. Well, good morning. You know, I have, I have two questions and a comment, and I'll hang up. I'll do it real quick. Uh, the, the first question is, uh, Tucker's talking about uh, Trump being assassinated. Neil, what do you think will happen if he is assassinated? Number two question is, the Proud Boy guy that they want to give 30-plus years in prison to, Who? how many people did he kill was involved in the Washington thing? And the last question I have is to the city council lady that's running, or the lady that wants to be city council. Sure. Did she, did she say that she lived next to a crack house? And if she did, why why aren't the police dealing with that issue? I, I I know a situation with a family member in a small town where they had to move because the crack house, the police wouldn't do anything about the crack house next to them. So they had to move. They had to sell their house and move because the police wouldn't uh, deal with the crack, you know, the, the, the drug dealers and their pit bulls. I'll hang up and listen. Thank All you. Right, Dan, thanks a lot. Well, they, my headphone. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. So, uh, so Dan brings in that point. So, uh, what what do you think? Um. So I think it just goes back to not having an, enough officers on the force, being understaffed. Um, they're dealing with other situations. Um, and yeah, I just don't think that there's enough staff. Well, I know one of the one of the things that, unless it gets dramatically out of hand, generally the police are trying to observe mm-hmm. uh, who's coming and going and trying to get a whole network of people rather than going and just shutting down the one spot. The problem is, is it becomes a nightmare for the neighbors. Yeah, and uh, you know people don't know what to do. And as you talked about, people finding needles all over the place, and the you know the. The city over the last number of years, now you, you go back 20-some years ago, uh, the administrations would never put up with what we see going on now in the streets. It's and, a very big safety concern, yep. and I don't like it. Especially the encampments, allowing encampments yep. here and there. And we saw, we've seen violence happen down here. We've had encampments down below the depot and employees that by the depot getting harassed or attacked. And whether you're downtown here or, or the East Hill side or West Duluth, as you said, it's all over the place. And, uh, you know, in my old neighborhood on 38th Avenue West and 6th Street, generally my my street was okay, but below there were things going on or up above, and and uh, the police were all over the place trying to deal with this stuff. So, And, again, the policing, it, the police are understaffed, and you need, um, you know, you, you need some real kahunas so to speak to go out there and deal with the problem yeah so so how do we increase the staffing what you know what needs to be done so um when i was on the ride along we talked about pay and pensions and 
how a lot of times officers will start here in Duluth and then move to somewhere where the pay is better. Um, I think that's one of the issues right there, and I just don't think that their needs are being met um, with the city administration not really wanting to listen. So, is uh, what is the? I, I guess a lot of people. One, one of the questions I like to ask is, what is the role of the city? The role of the city is to work on basic infrastructure, streets, housing, um, safety as well. When uh, so, for instance, when there's a call and either the street is so bad that like cops have to go around to a different street, or like a fire truck has has to go around to a different street to meet where that incident is that that is a safety concern it's a safety concern to have a bunch of people uh, dealing with the mental health and drug issues on the street it's a concern that people who might have like a big life unexpected life situation um, become homeless because some people live paycheck to paycheck Um, that's a safety concern and so it's just that I think is the role of the government is making sure people are able to survive. So, the uh, does the city bite off more than it can chew as far as other? You, you talk about some of the basic things that the city should provide. It seems like the city opens up its wings more and more and more and brings on more obligations that traditionally cities never did. Yeah, I I mean they're focusing a lot on tourism. Um, I say if we focus on Duluthians, they will come. We have a beautiful city, even when it's raining or snowing, like today. It's still beautiful. People are still going to go and see the sights because rain doesn't hurt anyone. Right. Uh, except the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's still a very beautiful place, and that's why people come. And when we focus on the basic necessities... More people will share the comments of like, oh, how great the streets are, instead of saying, wow, these streets are really crappy. Yeah. Well, the when you look at budgets, uh, when you touched on the police, the police are understaffed and they're underpaid compared to other police departments around the area. You did touch on an interesting fact that a lot of officers, young officers will come, they get their training ground here and they go somewhere else where they get paid more. And uh, so I, I don't know who... You know, the city council is a part of the budgetary process. The administration presents it, but the city council can say yay or nay. Yeah. And uh, that's where the coalition is that you got to build. You yeah. know, it's, this is, uh, and, and we talk about short staffing, you know, and, and what's really dire these days is short staffing primarily. We're seeing it in three sectors that are the most important sectors that we have in a society, and that is law enforcement and safety, medical and education. And these three fields, fewer and fewer people want to be involved because of because of what they're up against. You know, and I hear it over and over again from people that are in all of these occupations, in education, short staffing, uh, because of, you know, maybe it is pay, but I think that's only one factor of it. Obviously, law enforcement, considering everything that's happened in the last, even the last five years, that a number of people don't want to be in law enforcement. It's just too dangerous or 
could we just not, talk about enough, enough support, uh, support or yeah yeah so one of the really frustrating parts uh, about just the budget and not allocating money properly is the fire station in Gary New Duluth and I think there's one in Woodland where the best practice is to have four people on a shift uh, to make sure that there are two people outside and two people inside uh, in a burning building. Uh, and so they only have three people. So only so how are they supposed to go into a burning building, get uh, get rid of the fire so it doesn't spread, and then also making sure that the people who might have been in the burning house get that treatment when you are short-staffed. It's really dangerous. Yes. It, I don't understand why we have to spend money on outside consultants and not help out the people who decide to go into a burning building. Yeah, it's an interesting point. The city spends a million dollars a year with a group down on the public relations group down in the Twin Cities to tell them how to market the city. And I did write shortages. an article yeah, about you, that. You got shortages on police and fire, and all of a sudden you're you're going you're zigging here and you're zagging there. And here's the be- here's the basic services that are frustrating the people. And are you are you blind blind to it, or you're or are these these little constituency groups out there that are whispering in the ear and getting your attention and you're forgetting about the majority of the people? These are good points. We have to take a break. All right. We'll continue this in just a moment. The KDAL Morning Show. Dave Strandberg on vacation. Neil Atkins, of course, is here. So is Bruce Siski in a moment. Bruce Siski. <laughs> my goodness. He Neil. So, so we're back here with Gink and we've got a few minutes left. So two things. Uh, you've got a meet and greet coming up. Where's that going to be, and when is it? So that's going to be on September 8th, 5 to 7, at Warrior Brewery. Um, it's a meet and greet, and my fiance is going to hate this, but maybe fundraiser. Uh, if you want to donate, you can. I get it. Money is tough, um, and campaigns are expensive, but I also just want to chat and get to know people sure. as well. Well, that'd be good. We've uh, been down there before. They're doing a great job down there. Oh, I love Warrior Brewery. And then you have a website. How do people find you? Um, if you want to find me, type in votegenka.com. I'm the only politician named Ginka, so I get the most simple website G-I-N-K-A? in the world. G-I-N-K-A? Yes. Okay. You have to take your Ginko to remember Ginka. Oh, go. well played. <laughs> Made that up in second grade. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Well, Ginka, okay, you've got your deal at Warrior Brewery on Friday. And that's the uh, brewery that uh, took over. It's out on 27th Avenue West. It used to be Lake Superior Brewery on there. And Warriors are one. They're veterans that have set this brewery up. They do private labels for some of the VFWs and the American Legions. And uh, they seem to be doing a bang-up job. So. Also, some of the proceeds do go to helping out veterans. Um, so if you don't even want to meet me, go grab a beer Let's and go. feel like you're doing something. All right, Kanko. Thanks a lot have you on board we appreciate it thank you i hope everyone has a lovely day yeah are you guys uh ready for a wrap here or what's the story they're they're well we've got a, we've got two minutes we've got two minutes minutes for this hour we'll do more we'll you know you got more. a clock there right in front of you I there see. neil yeah, but sometimes i get cut off early. <laughs> <laughs> strandberg wants to get me out of here that's I, what i happens. know and i get that that's i understand why he wants to time. do that i <laughs> So, Gink, uh, now you've had a good time uh, knocking on doors and talking to people, and uh, fifth district city councilors you're running for, and this is your first shot in it. Yeah. So, good luck to you. And, uh, Thank you. Get a lot of people out at your meet and greet. I hope so too. Um, I also just am really excited to 
have a beer and chat with people. Well, you know, the enthusiasm is good to see because uh, that's what we need is more and more people to get involved and especially younger people coming involved to get involved in uh, city city government. And you certainly seem to have the fire in your belly there. So there you Thank go. you. I should probably see a doctor for that. <laughs> we don't want to do that. But anyway, yeah. so thanks a lot, Ginka, for being in with us. And Bruce, thanks for coming back and uh, taking us off the air. Thanks to Tom for helping out. I had to go record an interview. So Was it a very important person? Uh, everybody I talked to, Neil, is very important, including you. Oh, wow, I, I that's a political that. answer. Good job. Well, my... You should run for office. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I should not. But thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, you're welcome. No, I, and I, I want to echo what he said. I like seeing younger people getting involved in politics. I think it's really important. So really nice to see that. Very and good, good luck. Thank good you. Good luck. Okay, take care. Appreciate right. you coming in. All right. All right. Thank you. Neil, thank you. Bruce, we'll uh, see you Friday, I guess. I, you know, I guess if uh, you insist, I'll All see right. you on Friday. I'll come in. I'll be here. All right. All right. Be good, man. Mayor, we got the mayor on board with us Friday. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Yep. All right. Thanks, Neil. All right, Bruce. All right. Neil Atkins joins us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. we got more of the morning show to come after a CBS World News Roundup.